Today, I'm with the lovely Mel, who was from Series 2 of DNA Family Secrets. And Mel, when you came to us, essentially, it was to find your sperm donor father, wasn't it? So what had got you to that point? So I found out I was from a donor when I was 17. I'm now 47. So for a long, long time, thought about it, really, really wanted to know. And yeah, just decided it was now or never. Okay, so let's go back to that. So you get told at 17, how did that come to happen? Why did your mum tell you at that point, do you think? So my parents got divorced when I was 11 and didn't see that much of my dad, you know, sort of on and off, not a very close relationship for the next sort of five, six years. And my mum just thought I was nearly an adult and had the right to know. So she told me and I was absolutely horrified. She must have been really nervous. Oh, gosh, yeah. She took me out for dinner, which in those days, you didn't really go out for dinner as much like you do now. So I knew she wanted to talk. And so as soon as we sat down, I said, right, you know, you obviously want to talk to me about something. So hit me with it. And she told me. And yeah, never in my wildest dreams did I imagine that that is what she was going to tell me. How does that feel at that age as well? Because you're a teenager and you're still finding yourself. And how did that go? Yeah, I I was devastated. Yeah, absolutely devastated. And because, you know, I'd never met anybody else that was from a sperm donor. It was just so surreal. And yeah, just really struggled to get my head around it. You know, as I've got older, I totally understand why they went to the clinic. And as a parent myself, who was desperate to be a mum, you know, I totally understand it. But yeah, at 17, I just couldn't get my head around it at all. So what happened? So your folks found they couldn't conceive and decided to go to a clinic, essentially. Yeah, there was a clinic in Manchester. Yeah, it was state of the art, new fertility treatment. So yeah, they went for it. How long have they been trying? Did they tell you terribly much about what had happened? Have they been trying for a long time? They've been trying for five years. And they were also going through the adoption process as well. So they adopted my brother and then decided to go to the clinic as well because they were just so desperate for a baby. So what happened? So were you the first of the donor? No, I was the third. So they adopted my eldest brother, Danny, and then they went to the clinic and my mum got pregnant. I had my brother, Marcus, and then they said that they could freeze the sperm in case my mum wanted a baby at a later date and it would be from the same donor. They guaranteed it would definitely be from the same donor. And your parents had been to this clinic for a particular reason as well, hadn't they? So they wanted somebody with a particular background. Yeah, because my father was Jewish and my mum had Maguired to marry my father. And so they went to this Jewish clinic that would provide, you know, Jewish sperm. That was just how it was. So fast forward to the age of 17 and you find out, how do you start to sort of process this? Because this is from a time period when it was a bit of a Wild West with the clinics. They don't necessarily keep much in the way of records. And parents are often told at this time, don't tell your children. You know, there's no need for them to know. So what your mum did was actually quite a brave thing in terms of telling you. So what was that like for you when you first find out? Yeah, um, when she told me, because they were advised, you don't ever tell anybody. I mean, family didn't know, you know, my mum didn't even tell her sister. Nobody knew. It was just top secret. They just said, you'd never, ever tell anybody. Nobody needs to know. So when I found out, yeah, I didn't think of doing anything really to find out. I just presumed I couldn't find out. Yeah, it just took me a long time to get my head around it. And it was only when I had my own children 
that really, really made me want to do a bit of research and find out because, you know, both my boys, they're a mixture of me and my husband. You know, they've got so many character traits that are like us and, you know, they look like us both. And it just really started to niggle away. That's really common. So I hear this a lot. So it's in the back of the mind. But it's not until they start thinking about, actually, they want to have children or they have children of their own and they'd like to be able to tell the kids about their ancestry on a particular side that they start to go, who is this person who I don't know anything about and yet I have half of their DNA? Yeah, and also, you know, little things like medical things. You know, when you go to the doctors and they ask, you know, if you've got any family history, well, I had no idea. Yeah. And, you know, same with my children. What if they would have had some genetic thing that had passed down through my dad's side that I didn't know? So that, yeah, it was definitely once I'd had my kids. So at this point, as far as you knew, though, so you've got an adopted brother, but then you have another brother who you think is sperm donor, full sibling. But then don't you get another surprise when you guys do some DNA testing at one point yeah so always thought Marcus was my biological brother we were full siblings and we look alike so yeah there was never any question and then for Christmas out of the blue a few years ago Marcus decided to buy me and my mum and himself a DNA kit so obviously we did the test sent it off and then obviously it came back that me and my brother were only half siblings so I was devastated again I was really, really upset. Well, it is. It's another blow, isn't it? It's yeah. like it's a blow around who you think you are and who you think your family is. Yeah, it was another lie from the clinic, which, yeah, I was just so upset. So did he ever start to look and try and find out who his biological father was? Or He had no interest at all, not bothered in the slightest, but he had somebody make contact with him, a half-sister, And he's since found out he'd got five half-sisters and one of those sisters had traced their father. So Marcus did find out who his father was, but had no interest to see him. So what did you hope to find? I just wanted a name, you know, wanted a picture just to know what he looked like. I didn't want a relationship with him. You know, I had a dad and I've, you know, got a really good relationship with my dad. But I just, you know, characteristics, his personality, what he did for a job. Yeah, just to know anything about him really and that was it yeah I didn't want him to be my new dad I just wanted to know about him it was bizarre because if you remember the minute I came to filming I just burst into tears and I'm not a crier I never cry and I became an emotional wreck throughout the whole process and it was almost like I'd put it in a box for 30 years and the minute I opened it that was it then yeah all this emotion came out and I was just so desperate to know and I can tell you you're not alone that is very very common because I think when people come and they sit down they're finally taking a really concrete step to answering a question and it's hugely emotional I think for people to take the step I always think our contributors are so courageous because you don't know what you're going to find and it's a very big step to be taking really. Yeah, it was. And also just talking about it because, you know, I'd not spoken about it with friends or with anybody really. So it was almost like a bizarre, weird secret being donor conceived, something that you just didn't talk about. So the minute I started talking about it, yeah, I realised that there was a massive void. 
How was your mum with it? She was amazing throughout the whole thing because she was really curious and really wanted to know. And she was so grateful to him for doing it because if it wasn't for him, she wouldn't have had a baby. So, you know, she wanted to thank him because, you know, he helped provide me. So she was so grateful. Okay, so we went through this process and obviously you were on the donor conceived register. So we go through all the usual routes in terms of, right, pre-1991, donor conceived register, let's put you on there, see if anybody is providing any matches. But then the other route we can do is obviously this DNA testing. So we do DNA testing with the big companies, but what we can do is we can also download your DNA and we can upload it to other DNA databases. And we're looking for matches that we know are not from your mum's side. And yours was incredibly quick because your dad's cousin was on one of the databases and your cousin was on one of the other databases and you put those two trees together and you go right your donor is obviously descended from where these two families meet and has got to be one of three sons and we could tell from the dna that one of the sons it couldn't be that then brought us down to two of them one we went and spoke to had never donated sperm and then the other individual had sadly passed away but we were able to get in contact with his son who was over the moon (laughs) (laughs) he was so sweet so this is philip oh my goodness he was so excited and so delighted so i get to tell you this that look we found your biological father what was that like Oh, I was just overjoyed, absolutely overjoyed. I just couldn't believe it because I knew that I couldn't have found them on my own. So I was just so grateful and, yeah, just absolutely elated. And then you get to go for me and then you go and see Stacy and Philip, as I say, your half-brother, had done this really lovely video. Oh, the video was just amazing. <laughs> absolutely amazing because what did he say to you in it um just that he was so grateful to be found so he'd lost his mum and his dad and his sister and so he was just over the moon that he'd found out he'd got a half sister but he lived in Tasmania yeah so couldn't have been any further away (laughs) (laughs) so had he known about his dad Yeah, so he remembers sitting down and having a family discussion because there'd been an appeal in the paper for sperm donors to help childless couples. And apparently his dad, Gerald, was a humanitarian type bloke and said, yep, I'd quite like to do this. Yeah. And him and his wife discussed it and they had two children. And he said, yeah, I'm going to go and do it. All the family were quite happy and thought it was a lovely thing to do which is so nice for me that they all knew about it and I wasn't some sort of dirty secret. It was all, you know, above board and they all knew because that was my worry when I started the process that I didn't want to, you know, upset anybody's family or, you know, if somebody had donated and then gone and got married and had children and not told his wife or, you know, I didn't want to cause anybody any trouble. But equally, I really needed to know myself So that was the perfect end to it all, was that the whole family knew and I wasn't a secret. So at the end of this, you've now got your answer and you know who your donor father is and you've seen photos and you've met his son. 
there's always the other side of the story. How's it been for Philip? Did he always know that there might be a half-sibling who might turn up? I'm wondering, did he ever think about you? Yeah, I, I don't know, actually. I need to ask Philip, because he was 16 at the time, and I don't know if 16-year-old boys maybe think ahead like that. But he was so delighted because his mum, his dad and his sister had died. So he was absolutely over the moon when I rocked up and he'd found a half-sister. It was, yeah, just absolutely made his world. You could feel it coming off of him. You could feel yeah. the excitement coming off Philip that you'd found him. And it was really lovely for him. You could just tell he was so excited to be able to, well, first of all, that you existed and, and then to be able to meet you. Yeah, in his eyes, he, you know, he'd lost everybody. So he was just so over the moon, which made it even better for me that he was so happy about it. Was he really proud of his dad? Yeah. And from talking to him, yeah, they had a really good relationship. And yeah, he speaks really, really highly of him and said he was just such a wonderful man that wanted to help anybody. And that's why he did it. So having been through all of this and in light of proposed changes to the UK fertility laws, what are your thoughts on the idea of donors being anonymous until children reach 18, but could be found earlier? What are your thoughts on it? I have really mixed views on this because from my point of view, I always wanted to know and felt that I should have the same laws as adoptive children have because my adopted brother actually found his mum through the adoption process. And I was quite upset at the time because I couldn't follow the same process. So in that respect, yeah, I think you should be able to find out where you're from. But then I think if those rights are taken away from the donors, it will stop a lot of donors coming forward. Mel, it has been so lovely talking to you again. Thank you so much for taking part. 